Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Who the hell am I? I'm a construction worker. After the bathroom, I said be right back. I'm a cop, you idiot! Pasta. Oh, I'm Detective John Kimball. Who is your daddy? Answer the question. And what does he do? Put that cookie down now. Uh, hi, welcome to Into the Mister Universe, uh, a podcast that doesn't have like an intro. Not really. But I mean, no. What are we gonna do? Make up an intro for a show we're doing now? I mean, what? What? Well, by the time we figure out the intro, the, the we show have, will be over. Well, look, there's like a musical intro. Like, oh, there's word. like an intro. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. like the. It's not like the. The podcast just begins. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's not like the podcast begins with just the sound of wind whipping across yeah. an empty field. Yeah. And then our voices uh, come in out of the void. Exactly. Although that does sound pretty. Delightful. Although we do need a podcast that begins exactly like that. Yes. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Voidcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. I'm a second host, Tom Ryman. This is a podcast where we mm-hmm. it is. are Stop traveling. Okay. <laughs> no. We are traveling through the Arnold Schwarzenegger universe mm-hmm. uh, and and talking about him as you know as an artist. It's brought to you by our our very own producer Norm from cheers thank you norm that is the norm from cheers obviously yeah it's george went yeah no one Big, would call themselves that huge otherwise. fan of, of the network is george Wendt. yeah yeah so we we've been um man we we did a couple so far we did uh hercules in new york we did stay hungry uh if you haven't go back and uh, watch those otherwise you'll be lost you know mm-hmm. totally lost without watching the other ones that's right uh yeah, we're 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 plowing through the filmography of Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we are now up to the 1982 film Conan the Barbarian. Woo! Yeah, Woo! this is uh, uh, so it's an exploration. We're going to talk about the plot for a bit, and then we'll talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger as a performer and what makes this Arnold different than other Arnolds. We'll talk about best side characters, uh, and it'll all it'll all culminate to the most Arnold moment and a rating system where we will f- rate the film amongst the others, uh, as we've always done. Yeah. So yeah, how do what's um? I guess I I want to start with the fact that I find this movie I- incredibly boring. Sure. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. This is from like a real antiquated way of doing fantasy and specifically epic fantasy it's like they're trying to make it uh like an old epic demille picture where it's uh yeah it's just like really it's a lot of pageantry there's a droning narrator uh because they just didn't want arnold to speak they were they were i mean after hercules in new york people were like we are very afraid that nobody will be able to understand him uh, so it they really limit yeah. Arnold's lines in this and have the narrator do the bulk of the work. Who I think is Mako. Is that, is that who the narrator is? I it's think an, so. It's an actor of note. It's it's an actor in the who's in it, playing. Yeah, like he's a, the old guy. Yeah, 
Um, I yeah. just can't remember who um, it is. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like, it's funny because this is a movie where a man punches a camel. So like, like Arnold punches a camel. Yes, like and so for real, for real, he punches a camel. Like you see and, his fist connect and like the camel kind of <laughs> stumble. Yeah. There's a giant snake. There are orgies. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it somehow manages to be a boring movie. It's very long. Or at least it's over two hours, right? It's, 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 like, a, two, it's like two hours and 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the running time says 129 minutes. There you go. Um, it was one of those movies where like, while I'm watching, I'm like skipping ahead in in the timeline like to see like, okay, how long until we get... Like I kept, I was just constantly aware of how long until the credits. Sure. Uh, and, and this, I'm, I'm trying to nail down what, I mean, I think you kind of nailed it down. It's droning. There's a lot of like similar looking sets and adventures. They like infiltrate several places and kind of run away. It kind of deviates when they're like thieves. Yeah, I mean that's uh, the fun part when they're when they when he puts together like his band of adventurers and they go on a legit D and D quest. Oh yeah! On top of that, everybody's very serious. That's part uh, of the, that's part of the problem too. Like this is a movie. Um, do we need to preface this at all? This sequentially, it comes after the first two films we talked about: uh, Hercules in New York and Stay Hungry. Uh, this is 1982. I don't think we mentioned. Yeah. That. Um, no, we said it was 1982, but we oh, we, we are going in. We are going in uh, chronological order of his career. This is his uh, Conan is his big gambit to to turn Arnold into a star. Uh, so right. This is I mean it's not technically it, not even technically it's not his first role uh, and it's not even his first starring role in a film. Right. It's just they're trying again now that he's got a little bit more. I don't know, credits under his belt? He's done a little bit of TV, and, and he's done Stay Hungry at this point, but still not yeah. too much. And we talked about this. He's great in Stay Hungry. He really is. And we'll talk more about his performance in this, but like when you're when you're trying to like push and make a, an actor work, if you're worried about the fact that they don't they can't speak, like you need to back up. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's and that's one of the things that's interesting about this movie and about Arnold's career uh, and really kind of about a lot of guys because uh, it's mostly actors that this happens to uh, mm-hmm. who got a career sort of based around their physicality. Um, there's this, I mean, I'm sure there's other, uh, the, the, the times this hasn't worked is, 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 are, are the people that we've never heard of, which is why I can't think of any bad examples of it. But it's like you got like Arnold, right. you got Stallone, uh, um, Van Damme, um, you know, Statham, like uh, more modern. Like you, right, you and they're get, all... Well, they're all guys who are charismatic as as They're as all crap. also in... They're like, all incoherent. Yeah, incoherent. they're yeah, they're kind of. Statham talking. I'm like, I don't know what that's uh, what that is yeah, coming what, out of your mouth. What fucking noise is that you're making? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, they're all a little bit mush mouthed. Um, uh, it's interesting that, like, uh, like uh, if in this movie, like the idea was like, well, let's give Arnold a role that emphasizes his physicality, so he doesn't have to act much. He doesn't really have to speak. And it's like it's not really going to depend on his personality as as an actor as a character, which is like a huge mistake because <laughs> uh, it's what he's really good at. 
Um, That's what's funny is he yeah. It, in Stay Hungry, what makes him charismatic is like he's mostly just talking. He never and beats there was, any, he never beats anybody up in Stay Hungry. Yeah, this feels like a Hercules in New York, like two point mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, let's just do that again, but have a better budget and um, avoid him talking even more. Because that's what it is, is they're like, and then he did this, Mm -hmm. and now he feels this, and he's going here, and it's like, Jesus, just give me the, like, just do the scenes. Like, have the scenes happen, uh, instead of someone explaining to me how badass he is. And that's Uh, that's an artifact of old epic filmmaking, but also they're they're going, like, way hard into it on this movie, because they don't don't want Arnold to speak. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a book on tape. Yeah, like it's just like I'm I'm ready to fall asleep listening to it. Um, yeah, the plot is, uh, it's we should probably it's use Conan. this plot. <laughs> it's Conan. It's Conan. He well, he he's a kid. Uh, 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 a guy named Doom uh, shows up. Yeah, it's also and Doom. Kills his village. Kills his family. He's played by J- James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones in um, a glorious uh, '80s hair metal wig. I mean, it's absolutely. not well, it's not really '80s hair metal because it's not permed, but he has just right. the, the greatest, most luxurious wig in this film. Yeah. So they kill everybody but him, and so they take him and they put him on the swole revenge wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, where like this seems like a bad plan is you kill someone's entire village except for one kid, and then you just make them swole. Well, they uh, they and- they sell him as a slave, and it's kind of up to the people they sell him to to do whatever they want with him. So they they put him Got on the, they put him on the swole wheel for about twenty years, and then they make yeah. him a gladiator because they're like, wow, that guy's big as shit. <laughs> Let's see yeah, what he what? can do. Was there an actual reason the swole wheel existed? Because I sure I was it like how they got power or um, something. Well, it's I, it's the it's a windmill basically. They used to ah. they used to do that with like beasts of burden, like um, donkeys and yeah, stuff would, would yeah, pull those yeah. wheels. But if you really want to be an asshole, you make a person do that. Right. It just didn't seem like it was attached to anything uh, in the in the scenes. Mm-hmm. It just—I was just like, "Where is that? What is the point of this wheel? This specific wheel is just like kind of going in this rocky ground." Well, if I don't know. I mean, it's, if he's if he's like grinding up grain and shit, it's going to be in the center of the wheel, so there wouldn't really be—it would just look like a big wheel. Yeah. No, this is this is like a nitpick. It's just like I could have used a shot of them like pouring grain in, like just a shot to be like, "This is what he's doing." Yeah, but maybe, they don't maybe. really explain it, so it's just a, a wheel. I think, and if you're not. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just—if you're not fully aware of what that wheel is for, yeah. it's just like, oh, I guess they're pushing a wheel for a while. That, that and then might might be an artif- That might be like the time, like back in 1982. Maybe more people understood what that was. Uh, yeah, I think I only know what it was because I watched a lot of European cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen the concept of that. Like they've they've done. I've seen it in cartoons and movies where it's like they must push the wheel to accomplish a thing. Yeah, they usually just show what they're accomplishing, and that's it. That's even better for narrative if it shows that he's pushing this wheel to like just make some grain, like something that's like not that important. Uh, I don't know. It yeah. would add well, flavor to it. I think the, the, the intent of the scene was different. It wasn't necessarily to show what little he was accomplishing. It was to show the passage of time and how much bigger, like how swole yeah. the physical labor was making him. 
Right, he just gets swollen up, and like no one else is pushing that wheel when he's Mm-mm. an adult. Now, why um, why would you? <laughs> you would look at that dude and be like, "I bet that dude can push yeah. this wheel by himself. We can probably get two or three more wheels out of out of these other people we have." Right, and then they like train him to fight, and uh, well, again, they don't I, train him to fight. They throw him into the gladiator pit with Baraka. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like fucking let's see what happens like he has no idea yeah. how to fight in that first fight with Barack. right <laughs> it's real desperate I'm just saying, and sloppy yeah i guess what i'm saying is that if i killed an entire village and left a single child behind if i sold that child i'd be like you're not gonna make him like really swole are you like i would ask i guess or you know what just kill kill the child too it's just sloppy it's sloppy yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, village it's, murdering. It's sloppy if you realize you're in a movie. Like if yeah. you if you don't know you're in a movie, people did this shit literally all the time. Oh yeah, and I can see like killing a village, and then you're like, oh, we should stop and get a meal, but we don't have any money. Eh, let's just save one of the kids. Yeah, we can make a couple sell of bucks them. off these kids. Yeah, sell them to slavery. Yeah, but it's literally just the one kid. It seems like. Oh yeah, they smoke everybody else. Yeah. That's why I was like, you know, it costs you nothing to kill this uh, additional child. But whatever. Uh, it's true is that they don't know. They don't know he's going to get swole and be taught to read and uh, have, like, weird, uncomfortable sex with women who don't seem into it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of that. While everybody watches. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. So, yeah, he grows up. He he uh, He escapes. Uh, he goes on like a weird adventure where he meets some thieves. Uh, he, he quietly decapitates an anaconda. He sure does. It's very funny. (laughs) Yeah. I really love how discreetly he fights a giant snake. Like they don't notice the cultists don't notice. Um, what else happens? Um, they, okay. They go get super drunk (laughs) after killing that snake, I guess. Um, right. And then they get hired by Max von Sydow to go save his uh, silly ass daughter from uh, from Tulsa Doom. Right. And then and then they go. They like pretend to be. Uh, they, they, he tries. Oh, no, no. His group is like, I'm not doing that. And Conan is the only one who wants to do it. Yeah. He pretends to be a priest. Uh, he gets caught. He gets nailed to the tree of woe. He sure does. Uh, yeah. Which I feel like should have been a healthier tree if it's getting all that blood, uh, but whatever. And and uh, no, man, he gets it's crucified. Gotta, it's got to look gnarly. It's got to look gnarly. He gets saved by his his thief friends who like do a like have to fight off demons for his soul. Uh, and then he infiltrates Doom's orgy while painted like one of the members of Kiss. Yeah, it's pretty uh, sweet. They put on their they put on their like uh, infiltration paint, their infiltration body paint. It's pretty dope. Yeah, this uh, this orgy then, scene, my god. <laughs> we'll get to the orgy scene. That was something. That was really something. Uh, basically, fighting the bad guys, uh, and then he fucking wins. He he. J- James Earl Jones gets away at first, and he tracks him down decapitates him and all the cultists my favorite part just kind of leave yeah like where are they do you think they go to denny's do you think they hung out afterwards were they like driving home 
And they're like, well, that that got awkward. Like, because they just, like, put out their torches and bounce. Uh, which I thought was pretty funny. I hope they regroup, yeah, at a Waffle House or something later. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I mean, I guess we were kind of getting carried away with this Doom guy, but... Right. Wow. Like, he, I just, like, he really just walks up there and just chops his head off. Yeah, and then all the cultists instantly are like, oh. I guess the implication... I, I read this in the Wikipedia, and I did not, did not get it from the movie, is that he's hypnotizing people. I think at one point, does he have snake eyes at one point? Conan? No. No, not Conan. Doom, Doom. does, yeah. Yeah, I think the implication is he's magic, and so the cultist, when he cuts oh, he's off his head... He's 100% magic. It's not implied. It's it's pretty overt. No, but what I mean is his control over their minds. Oh, like, well... The yeah. idea is that when he cuts off his head, it the cultists snap out it of breaks. it. It breaks. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I never thought of that. I thought, yeah, I, thought, the- I thought you were telling me Conan hypnotized them all when he held up Doom's head. And I was like, I didn't read that at all. <laughs> no, no. I, I see, like, in the Wikipedia, they describe, like, the ending as Doom trying to mesmerize Conan. Uh, and then he decapitates him and it, like, and the cultists disperse. So, like, the implication to me is, yeah, he has some sort of mental hold on them. But it's not. I'm. I might be doing the movie's work for it. It's. I'm not even describing a plot hole at the end. It's just funny that the cultists are all like, "Oh," and like leave. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that's the implication. Is that like he does? I mean, yeah. I always took it as because he is explicitly magic, but also like he's a cult leader, and like the Max von Sydow's daughter is like desperately pleading with them to let her go back to him. Like he's got like a legit right. psychological hold on people that I didn't necessarily interpret as being a hundred percent magical. Right. So it just, I just makes more sense. Yeah. I just, I took that ending to be like them stunned by his death. Uh, I guess, yeah. I guess they do kind of wander away. But yeah. <laughs> It is it is an extremely funny final confrontation because I mean really obviously is. you were never you never expected it was going to be like a huge physical battle between these two, but at the very least like they set up the whole the whole idea of like the the barbarian's uh, biggest foe being a wizard because it's like well he's not a you know it's like Lex Luthor he's like well he's not a physical match for you but he can fuck with you with the, with his magic right so I was at least expecting something like that. But he truly just walks up there and hacks his goddamn head off. It's yeah. not a it's not a quick decapitation. No, I was about to say what makes it funny is that it takes a couple tries. Yeah, it takes too. a couple of blows. Yeah, he's hacking away. At it. Yeah, and he like <laughs> takes a break between blows. So James Earl Jones is standing there like, ah, ow. and then he finally gets his head off. Um, right, because it's yeah. like his it's Conan's father's sword that has been broken and like dulled. right so it's like extra it's, a real, it's a real piece yeah it's a real piece of shit sword yeah he's like cutting his head off with a, with a with a thick piece of glass basically yeah also crom is their gar- god yes sure i mean why not um i mean they yeah, say that's... it several times i don't know yeah no no it's fine it's fine. It's a fun word, crom. Yeah, crom. Nah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much the plot. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know where to talk about the snake arrows. I don't know in I our just... in our 
wherever it what? fits, wherever the snake, wherever you can thread the needle with a snake arrow. Let's go ahead and do it. Okay. It's just, that's the funniest part. Because at one point, James Earl Jones takes out a stiff snake uh, and fires it from a bow, uh, which I imagine the snake goes, wee when he fires it. Mm-hmm. Uh but they sh- it's like a comedy beat. It's yeah. like something out of out of like the it naked is, gun. It is extremely silly. Yeah. It's like a scene in Hot Shots mm-hmm. where he like takes a snake out of the jungle. Um and he fires the stiff snake and then they just cut to it with the character going ah and like falling over yeah. because they've been bit by the snake that he pro- he fucking fired at him. Projectile snake. That's amazing. Oh, I Why she- isn't that in more movies? I thought she was pierced by the snake. I th- okay like it's a, maybe like it's a literal because that's what happens. They not only does he shoot a a, a, a a ramrod stiff snake at somebody as like an arrow, but uh, it's his move. Like they said it. Yes, so he, he does, does it, it again. Times. And like yeah, the his, his Conan's other thief buddy has to leap in front of it and block it with a shield, and it's like it's like an arrow in that shot. Yeah. But all right. The, the idea. The, that's that's what I always assumed it was, but the idea that you've introduced that he's just shooting a snake at people so that it can bite them, I prefer that. Me too, because here's the thing is if it's just because you're right, when he blocks it with his shield later, the snake like again, like a cartoon, is just like sticking out of the shield. Still stiff. Presumably dead, that snake. Um but like then why just why not just use arrows i guess because you're using dope snake magic man yeah because he seemed to care about the life of that anaconda later so i was like well he's not mean to snakes he's just firing at them at his enemies so that the snakes can like land on them and bite them and have a good time maybe but yeah if the idea that the snake is supposed to just pierce your flesh (laughs) that's really funny they're both funny they're both funny for entirely different reasons, and that's what's delightful yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't show. They don't show what happens to that woman when she gets hit. So I just assumed the snake kind of coiled into her and bit her. And he, yeah, it, it might as well. He could have put the snake like in a catapult and gotten the same effect, mm-hmm. but he likes to, them to get stiff. I don't know. Yeah, should we go into our next section? Yeah. This is technically not Arnold. This is us talking about Arnold as an actor. Yes. His his first lines in this movie are a series of gargled screams, which was very on point. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's a bunch of him going like while he's fighting Baraka. Yeah. This is as we mentioned, it's back to Hercules in New York Arnold. It's he's kind of he's kind of an asshole. He's a little crueler, a little more fuck hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little like chaotic neutral, I would say. Yeah, he's like a kid in a toy store in this movie. Yeah, which is very Hercules because Hercules is was kind of an asshole too. Right? Yeah, it's, it's somebody who's totally ruled by impulse for most of the movie. Yeah, uh, that's that really did seem like it's very interesting because we're looking at we, we've hit three movies so far and um. I don't know what's next. We're nearing Terminator, right? Terminator is two years after this. I think it's his immediate follow-up. Yeah. Is it? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think he has. I think he did a sequel to this first. Let me look. Well, it came, uh, this the sequel came out the same year. Yes, you were right. All right, so he did Conan the Barbarian. Then he did something called Curl School. Don't call it love. Oh, which I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and click on that. Yeah, we're, obviously we're going to do that one. Yeah, it's only a short. It's a music video. Okay, he was in a music video um, as a bodybuilder. Then he did, yeah, in 1984, he did um, Conan the Destroyer and the Terminator. So they were the same year. Uh, and really, looking at this, although, is is he good in Red Sonja? I mean, I don't really remember that movie. It really feels like he doesn't become, like, hero hero until 1985 with Commando. Um, and even that, and then it was like Predator, uh, The Running Man. These are all like kind of anti-heroes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was, uh, weirdly enough, he's kind of a Jason Statham type. Where he's like, I'm, I'm like scary tough guy. Because this movie, into The Terminator, he, you know, like The Terminator, he's a straight up villain. Yeah. This movie, he's like... He's the quote-unquote hero, but he's like a hero in like the Game of Thrones sense. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and really, we only only until we get 1988's Twins do they play off the fact that he actually can be charismatic. Yeah, that's true. Does that make sense? No, it does, yeah. That's weird. It uh, is, like, it is tw- weird that it comes so late. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Predator, I think he's a good guy, but he's still like, oh, he's kind of rough around the edges, you know? He's he's still like pretty much mostly the good guy, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he's still like he it's, does. It's he doesn't want to like, do any CIA bullshit. That's why Dylan has to lie to him, right? It, and then the Running Man, he's still like, he's a good guy, but again, he's like, I guess I'm talking about the idea of like a sweet guy. Oh yeah, of like a no. nice guy. He doesn't do like that we, again until twins. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, like stay hungry. Yeah, basically stay hungry version of him. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. So like this that this movie. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem. Yeah, it doesn't seem right, but it is. It's, but it's. Yeah. It, but it is. It's the Statham effect. It's that Statham also looks kind of like a tough guy, and so we 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 give Statham these like, kind of rough around the edges roles. Um, has Statham ever played like a nice guy? I don't know why I'm comparing the two. I have no it idea. Just seems, well, it, it I mean, just Crank's seems pretty nice. Yeah, he is. He's a sweetheart. He's, he's, a, he's a good-hearted man. Yeah, but you know what I mean is like, they're always like morally will do the right thing, but regarded as like still kind of a scumbag. Like in this movie again, like he's. He's just out for revenge. Like, there's a scene where the guy, where he meets the thief, and the thief's like, do you have any food? I don't want to starve to death. And he doesn't, like, give a shit. Mm-hmm. Which felt very Hercules in New York. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, yeah. and he, I think part of the... Well, it's not... Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I think part of the point of this movie was him becoming a hero, but it's not really... No, it's like Kratos. It's like a god at war it story. Is, it's very Kratos. He's he's less angry than Kratos. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. 
It's Conan the Barbarian. The sequel is Conan the Destroyer. He's kind of a movie of, I have never seen. It's not great. Um, he he's kind <laughs> he, he's kind of like a Riddick character. He's like a Vin Diesel character. Yeah, Vin Diesel is another good example because Vin Diesel, you kind of see as a sweetheart, or at least I do. But when we first started using him, it was like, ooh, yeah, he's a bad guy, and it's like, no, he's not. He's Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, but at first it was like, you know, he was Riddick. And then, uh, like, and then, I don't know. I uh, But again, he was also starred as the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. So it's a little of that as well. And he gets, he's and in then, Saving Private Ryan. He gets shot trying to take someone's letter for them. Oh, yeah. I always forget he's in that. Oh, no, wait, he gets, he gets shot trying to take a kid. And then he tries to give Adam Goldberg his own letter to his dad as he's, bre- as he's bleeding to death. That's what happens. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was only till Triple X do we realize he's extreme, and that's what really we need him for. Yeah, he's so extreme, extreme. There were three X's. Anyway, uh, th- this movie should should be Conan the Barbarian with three C's, like Conan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how Conan he is. But yeah, he punches out a camel in this. He sure. Um, he abs. I don't know how they did that because it really, really looks like he just fucking punches that camel. Right. I guess, you know what, it, here's what's, I mean, I'm sure they, I don't know, they probably had a stunt camel. Yeah, I mean, they hopefully. probably shot it. The angle, you don't see his fist connect with the camel. It's still in an angle where that's true, he could yeah. be swinging at air and the camel could be reacting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's the 80s. I feel like there were still people who were concerned. Well, like, you didn't punch out that candle, camel for real, but like, who can say? I would be well, yeah. It, like I'm because th- it is like an older movie, and it is kind of like a grimy ass movie. Uh, it doesn't feel like they necessarily had everyone's. It's this is not a movie that feels like it has everyone's best interests at heart. Uh, so no. I, I would not be in terms of like whether or not he actually punches a camel. It wouldn't surprise me the fact that they allowed it to happen. What would surprise me is he's really punching a camel because I would think that the camel would like flip the fuck out. And now all of a sudden yeah. you got a mad ass, like, I don't know, 500 pound animal. You're right. That's why you don't have someone punch a camel. Yes, on that's set. why you don't yeah. do that. Well, there's a few reasons. I mean, but there's, there's many, many, many reasons. Reason. Injury, uh, cruelty, abuse. And then also that camels might fucking lose its shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you're describing is the fear that you don't punch the candle, camel hard enough. Where it's like, you should have punched me out, motherfucker. Now I'm everybody's problem. Yeah, You should have hit me like Mongo, asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Shit, what was I getting at? I don't know. This is the weird thing. Uh, Well, it's not weird, but it just hadn't occurred to me. Is in Hercules in New York and this, Mm -hmm. uh, he's also not a good actor. He doesn't well he doesn't that's, get a chance to do much in this. Well it's, that's that's what I'm that's what I am getting at is that like he has to play like a mean guy and he mostly is quiet and the lines he does have he doesn't do a great job with. Like like they mostly talk for him. Mm-hmm. But when he does talk it's like he has to do the same like tone that like kind of shitty guy tone. Where when you look at Stay Hungry, he's essentially just playing a nice guy. Yeah. And he's killing it. Yeah. <laughs> and that says something about him, right? Is that 
basically they realized like we keep trying to make you like act the way you look like imposing and scary yeah but when in real life when he opens his mouth i suspect he was just like a big dope (laughs) uh in a good way uh and so like that's why when we get to the terminator they're like you know what best to just not say much at all like let's just keep them completely silent except for a couple of lines yeah, but it's and a lot. That really it's, worked. It does. It's uh, we're, we'll talk about it when we cover Terminator. But I think his, his physical performance in that movie is underrated. Anyway, yeah, no, you're right. Oh no, he's a great physical performer. It just it all it all to me points to the fact that Arnold Schwarzer, Schwarzenegger just can't really be a villain unless he's quiet. Yeah, uh, and maybe. even because when else is he a villain? Batman and Robin? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's not even really then he's like an extremely tragic and sympathetic villain so it's like well you're right. the you're the bad guy because you're doing crimes but like we all agree with you yeah yeah i just i don't think i just don't think it works so like in his later films I don't know. There's a levity to him. Right. They start injecting. Sort of need. Yeah, like Commando is is a is slapstick. Like they he gives the goofy yeah. ass one liners. Uh, like they they weren't unaware that those one liners are stupid as hell. Right. Uh, they just did it because it's funny, and that's like I don't know. They, you can, still... you can, as you go through the '80s, you can see the progression as they slowly begin to realize, oh, Arnold has more ability as as a performer than just being huge. Yeah, give him some f- like funny shit to do. Yeah, like I would say, in terms of Arnold Schwarzenegger as an action star, and I know we'll obviously cover this. I would say his peak, where he was perfect, is True Lies. True Lies and Last Action Hero. Yep. Yeah, that is his Those were released peak. within a year of each other, too, so. Oh, yeah. And then it goes downhill very fast. Yeah. Eraser, uh, it's it's funny, I'm, I'm actually writing something about it. But, like, Eraser was kind of like the beginning of the end. It was the last 80s-style action movie to, like, make money, but it made, like, way less than they were expecting. And then after that, right. I think he does, like, the sixth day and end of days in a row, and it's like, oof. Yikes. <laughs> Six not, day is a, is a big, or end of day is a big problem because he's also supposed to be like gruff anti-hero and it's like, nah. His name's Jericho Kane. Yeah, he is. He fights the devil in that. He does. Um, yeah, we should probably move on to the next section, but my, I guess what I was circling is like, yeah, he's not the, he's not fully formed in this movie. No. And it, what's interesting is I feel like pre- fully formed Arnold is very uncharismatic. I don't like him in this movie. Well, he's like, not, as I don't it, like the character. It I don't like his, it doesn't feel like Arnold. No, it it's doesn't. like, it's like, cause he barely gets to speak and we're just hearing like Mako talk about him. So right. it's just like, all we're doing is watching like a highlight reel of this guy slashing people. And this dude just droning on and on to explain what, what this character's internal thought process is. It's like, that's anti-charisma, regardless of who's playing the character. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a black hole of charisma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's like He might as well be a dustbuster for all the effort you're making to make me care about him. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And then you have James Earl Jones over there with his fuck me eyes that he keeps flashing, mm-hmm. which I think is supposed to be his mesmerism. Yes. 
Uh, and I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, he's not cool either, but like, he's got a no, but he's, he's got a long. He's supposed to suck. Yeah, he's got a long way for a guy named Doom. You know, he's made it work for him. He's made it work. That's like when Obama won, and it was like, wow, your name literally rhymes with the person that we all hate the most. I think, I think, uh, John Stewart had a bit about that. It's like someone running after World War II named like Gadoff Titler. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Doom. He made it work. He did. Yeah, yeah. And he and all he had to do was uh, use dark magic to mind control <laughs> legions of followers. Exactly. Just like Obama. Just like Obama. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into about, definitely not Arnold. We fucking. <laughs> what are we on like the daily caller now <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> look, <laughs> look tom I know, I know we have new ownership all right <laughs> <laughs> we have to fall in line listen if um, you want to give me six million dollars to say obama sucks then sure <laughs> <laughs> show me the check yeah, yeah yeah i'll be winking the whole time but <laughs> yeah I'll be i will do it in that rich. voice yeah 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 all right, be- definitely not Arnold. We're talking about best side characters. Uh, Shout out to Viking Carrot Top at the beginning. Which, which Viking Carrot Top? There are a few. Do you That's, mean that is a good point? Do you because this movie is filled with so many heroes? Uh, yeah, that aren't the main character. Uh, it, it, one of this movie's strengths, I think, is it has a pretty deep bench of extremely colorful side characters. Right. Um, one of the first dudes we meet when they're like rampaging through his village is this dude with like bright orange. He look, he, he looks like arcade, like the Marvel villain. He's got like bright <laughs> orange, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's wig in the Venom sequel. I was, I was about to say Woody Harrelson. He jumps it up is. on the rock, uh, and like makes blazing eye contact with our little boy hero. Like that's like the first champion that we're introduced to. Right. Then like dooms, dooms buddies, they look like roadies for Credence. One of them straight like they, up is just wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they just have roadie face. Mm-hmm. Like, they just look like... It's like one of those faces where it's like, oh, you only belong in the 80s. I'm sorry, well, sir. did you... Uh, the, the, the not leather jacket guy. Uh, right. The guy with the hammer. That's Lafour's from Mallrats. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You're right. That is LaForce. Mm-hmm. He shows up in the I sequel, kn- too, as a different character, obviously. Oh, perfect. <laughs> he gets yeah. a big old spike through his chest. Right. Oh, fucking LaForce. Yeah, LaForce. Yeah, both of those guys, heroes. Absolute um, heroes. Fucking Baraka that he has to fight in the arena. Hero. Uh, Hero, yeah. <laughs> um, his two sidekicks, like his... Uh, the the woman who is in Hell Comes to Frogtown. There we um, go. That's where I knew her from, too. Yeah. She, she, she yeah. fucks people up and uh, makes a deal with ghosts to bring Conan back to life. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, and then and then she becomes a ghost and then she to becomes save like him at the end. a sweet ghost. Yep. Um, That's one resplendent ghost. Oh, yeah. Um, there's so many heroes. There's that weird priest that Arnold mugs. Yeah. Who, like... Feels like he wants to have sex with Arnold. It seemed like he thought fucking was going to happen. Yeah, but then like yeah. when they go behind the rock, it becomes unclear again. I'm like, wait, is right? He... <laughs> well, 
Was I this guy just really delighted to to minister the good word of Thulsa Doom to Arnold? I don't know. Because um, like then, of ten seconds before, uh, ten seconds ago, it really seemed like he he was like really excited to just like crush ass. Yeah, crush Arnold ass. Yeah, crush some but, ass. Yeah, and then it's I like, feel get like behind he... the rock. He's like, let me tell you about the good word. It's like what? Yeah, I feel like he had a really bad day because he got mugged uh, for his clothing. He's gonna be n- naked and rejected. The um. And we mentioned the camel. I just want to point out that camel is definitely never the same again after that. No. That's a discount camel after that. They're not going to be selling him for I mean, the like f- a good <laughs> amount of money. I mean, definitely like in camel, but like the first time yeah. the first time anyone gets punched in the head, it, it's a life-changing moment. Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, <laughs> shit. It really <laughs> wakes you up. That's what yeah. that is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's the villagers... Who stand outside Arnold's cage to watch him fucked scared women? That's a gen- um, gentle, gentle term, yeah. villagers. Yeah, those are the uh, oh. uh, slavers. Oh, oh, oh! My bad. That actually makes more sense. Yeah. Um, there's also just shout out to all the women who look very uncomfortable throughout the movie. It can't. Um, I mean, it's it's made by John Milius, who I I think <laughs> is is kind of like what was a, a bit of a notorious bastard. Yeah, that that checks out just from there's just so many women in like like small cloth uh outfits looking unsure, yeah. getting sacrificed. Let me let, or participating in orgies. Let me uh clarify what I mean by that. I'm not saying John Milius is like criminally like a sex pest or something. It's just he's been married 3 times. He's got like he just <laughs> He just seems like the type of dude that doesn't really get along with women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like looking yeah. at his his, his uh, list of credits and just, you know, the interviews and things that I've seen with Milius. He's just an extremely gruff man's man. Right. No, that checks out. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, I want to shout out to the woman who's going to be sacrificed to the snake. Who then screams upon seeing the snake was She is murdered. very upset that she is no longer going to be fed to this giant snake. Yeah. Very committed she to has, being sacrificed. She has a breakdown. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like she found her kid floating face down in the tub. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they mentioned later that the, like, the snake priest raised the snake from a baby. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. Like he's the, the, the guy who raised guy. the yeah. rancor. Yeah. <laughs> Just like tearfully being comforted by the right. other- fucking guards in java's palace and we barely see that guy but yeah my god what a what a racket he's got going just throwing willing people to snakes who are like b- genuinely bummed they don't get to be eaten by the snake mm-hmm. because arnold quietly decapitated it i will say like, like if, if i was getting thrown into a pit to be eaten by a t-rex and then i landed in the pit and the t-rex was there dead he'd been slain uh i would be extremely upset yeah yeah it's a bummer yeah um i wanted to be killed by the huge reptile god right it's just that scene god this madness it's madness they do it's basically like they're sneaking in they're trying to be quiet and they keep like cutting to the ceremony and then the snake attacks Conan, and I thought, like, oh, there goes the being quiet. But then they, like, keep hush-hush fighting the snake. Well, he stabs its mouth closed. 
right, right. But it is still yeah, extremely funny. Yeah, that they're like silently fighting a giant snake, which should be like a big, it is like a big set piece, giant snake fight, mm-hmm. but it's also quiet. Yeah. Quiet snake quiet fight. Quiet snake fight. Yeah. Um, shout out to the witch lady who doesn't seem to matter in the plot, but she absolutely fucks Conan she te- and then he throws her into fire. Yeah, she tells him where to go to to fulfill his destiny and then, yeah, right. turn, gets thrown into a fire and then- I disagreed with you, but like watching it again, it was like, no, it, she does turn into fire and disappear into the night. Yeah. It's like a Sam Raimi moment. Yeah. She's like, "Ah, and like flying off as fire. He fucks her so hard. She turns into fire. She turns into into a demon. Yeah. And then the kick, like monkey flips her through a fireplace and then the demon, she transforms from demon into like a fire and then zooms away toward where he's right. supposed to go and i'd love to know more about her it's like a fuck demon version of that little pixie in zelda yeah that, that tells you what to do he shows up and she's like immediately horny um and you know it's schwarzenegger i get it um and she's like she's clearly trying to fuck she mentions snakes and he's like did you mention snakes <laughs> and like starts getting kind of focused on that and she has to be like ah, psh, psh, come on focus man focus we're gonna fuck and then they fuck and then, yeah, she just, like... And then she turns into a werewolf mid-fuck. Yeah. And Conan learns nothing from the experience. I don't even know if there's anything to learn from it. Like, I don't know what behavior he needs to change. But, like, you know, it feels like a rock-bottom moment. Like, Well, he should maybe, you know, he should maybe stop nailing random people because he has no idea whether or not they're demons. Right, and this is a world where that is a problem. Yeah, that, so, yeah. that, this is a world where that's a distinct possibility. Yeah. Um, my final side characters I want to talk about is just that orgy tiger uh, and the orgy interns with all the orgy goo, which I'm still not sure what the goo is for. And is James Earl Jones is just... Like a soup. Is it just... Do you think that's just lunch? I assume they were... I mean, because it's full of like, hands and heads and shit. I'm, I'm sure it's like the ceremonial... Uh, Snake, snakehead stew. Uh, okay. For you to like, James Earl sip Jones is just watching it with all. The snake. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what his schedule is. Also, it's only an implied orgy. We're actually just seeing the tail end mm-hmm. or the beginning, but it feels like the don't end of know. an orgy. Yeah, it feels like the end, but also this dude in a gimp mask is just readily stirring up this pot of hands and heads yeah. stew. Maybe it's a break in between because I, all right. I don't think orgies start with everybody laying about moaning. No, um, but they, cer- cause that's what they're all doing. Yeah. It seems like everybody just got hit by a school bus of sex. Like they're all just like wiped out, but yes, you also don't end the evening by having your 300 pound chef cook up body parts too. Right, which is why it's probably in between. It's in the middle, you're right, because it can't be the beginning and it can't be the end, using context clues. Yeah, the end, I feel like everybody would be hitting the showers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Drinking some Gatorade. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You gotta replenish. Exactly. But they're essentially replenishing with the orgy goo, Mm -hmm. with the orgy soup. But yeah, there's a lot going on there that I want to know more about. Uh, it really was some fucking wild, wild country shit going on. Yeah. Like they were, yeah, it, it, it just felt like, I, I don't know. It, 
I, what time of day was it, you suppose? Night. We see outside. Well, it's like, oh, okay, it's like evening, because that's when they escape from that is when she gets shot, I believe. Right, 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 night. right. Because, like, what if it was, like, 10 in the morning? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so t- clocks don't matter when you're with Dulce Doom. It's like Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, they don't seem to be having the worst time. No. Um, I mean, they're, those they're the... prisoners, but yeah, technically. Oh, yeah. Of his power. Right. Uh, those, those are all the best side characters I could think of. Who's the winner, do you think? <sighs> Probably Doom's two guys, I think. Those are my favorite characters. Yeah, that's fair. The I think leather jacket man and Lafours with his big hammer. I think they're definitely the MVPs, but the one that like I really can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. is the horny witch lady oh, because yeah. she really doesn't have for for someone who gives so little exposition, she didn't need to leave that much of an impression. You know what I mean? Like she could have been just like a book. Oh yeah, her role could have been a book, mm-hmm. but instead they chose to do that. And I guess good for them. Yeah, it's it's. I remember seeing this movie for the first time as a kid, and that's like the only scene I remembered for years was that scene because it is uh, <laughs> pretty extreme. It's and, pretty striking and uh, sort of. It it it. it it's when I finally watched it again as an adult, and it's like, yeah, you get into that scene. I was like, man, I remember this scene. It it scared me, and then it happens, and you're like, as the movie continues to move further and further away from that scene you're like boy that scene really doesn't matter at all does it like what <laughs> the fuck is this in the movie for right you're right it like i would have loved it could have been a scroll he found next to the sword he found although there's every there's no indication conan can read and, and in fact i would be surprised if he could no they say at the beginning they taught him to read oh okay. they specifically say that's that. okay yeah you're right yeah the, that didn't matter either. Him to being learned to read, they just wanted to yeah, show that he's. I don't think he they ever, were just like he's wicked. He's wicked smart. They were trying to show that he's wicked smart. Yeah, I don't think he ever needs to read anything in the movie. Yeah, I think they just needed to assure us that Arnold Schwarzenegger can read. Um, you know what would have been great is if, like later in the film, if he they were just read like and walking, just pissed about it the whole time. <laughs> no, I was going to say mistrustful of it. If he's just walking in the woods and you hear like far away, like and that flame just whips by and like smacks him and keeps going like one more quick flame moment, Mm -hmm. like like an hour later to show that, yeah, she's still just zipping around having a great time. But none of that. Um, Should we get into the most Arnold? Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the most Arnold moment of this entire movie? This may be controversial. Okay. B- but this is the moment that made me laugh the hardest in terms of just how absurd it all was. Right. It's the moment when he's in his little slave cage and his slavers throw him in this woman who's clearly not having a good time. Uh, yeah. And he comes up. And, like, is extremely gently leads her away from the gate, covers her up with this fur, and then just immediately walks her over to the bed, takes the fur off, and has sex with her. Yeah, there was... It was it a felt like baffling a, war of tone in that sequence. I was about to say, it felt like there was something on set where Arnold was like, no, I don't want to do that. And they're like, 
uh, you can be nice to her at first. And it's like, okay, sure. And it's like, well, that doesn't right. make it's it like, better. He literally cover, gives her a, a piece of clothing to cover herself with for about nine seconds. It's basically, we're describing a scene in the movie where, and this is part of probably why I didn't like him. Um, they're describing Conan, they're showing his background, and then they just like softly float the idea that he's a rapist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, like that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's just like and they gave him the the finest stock of women yeah. to mate with. And then they show just this like terrified woman getting romanced in Arnold's cage. Yeah. And it's like it's clear that they didn't want to say it, but like just don't have the scene. Yeah, don't <laughs> like don't I guess yeah, I don't know. They I, try to show they throw her in the cage with them and then he's like Oh, they're there. I'm here for you. But we're still going to fuck. But we're, because, we're getting down to business. Because <laughs> I'm a barbarian. Right. And it's like, this feels, like you said, the most confusing battle of tone. Yeah. Where they're like, they didn't want it to, they want us to like him, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to cut the scene. I don't know. And it's like, it's, yeah. again, Milius is, I don't know. Um, I think what they're trying to show is that he's like an animal. I was about to first. say, they're showing he's a zoo animal. Yeah, he doesn't have morality. He doesn't know right from wrong. No, why would he? Uh, but you can still show that without that. Yeah, we didn't need to have that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a real Zardoz moment. It's an extremely Zardoz <laughs> moment. Yeah. Zardoz, of course, having way more of that. Yeah. Uh, well, and at least I, I can say that in this, it, it does feel a little more purposeful and, 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 and intentional in this movie because it, it, the point of it is to show that, you know, both of them, but, you know, more specifically Conan, because he's our main character, they're zoo animals to these, right. to the slave they didn't. Their, their direction to the woman was look terrified, and she did that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, that's the point of the scene. It's just like, I don't know why we need this scene. They didn't need it, yeah. Like we are, we already, me... we already understand he's an animal to them. Yeah. Like they, we, we have seen them treat him just like he, he was supposed to die, uh, turning that giant wheel. And they're like, well, he got huge. Let's have him kill people. Well, he's pretty right, good at but... that. Like we, we already I see will that say... they keep him and gawk at him. So it's like, we, we understand. We understand. Yeah. I went with what I think is a similar scene, which is of course, punching the camel. Uh, that was my that was I my to, second pick too. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you I, picked that. I have to explain why these two scenes are similar. Is they're both the most Arnold of this time, meaning like he's like almost charismatic, but not. You know what I mean? Uh, where it's like punching a camel is like that's not cool, man. <laughs> but he does it in like I was scared, kind of innocent way. He he's startled. He's never seen a camel before in his life. Is what yeah. is what the, the context of the scene is he turns and sees a camel and just like reflexively punches it like somebody startled you. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's ex- <laughs> extremely funny. <laughs> that's extremely funny. Yeah, he it's like he, it's like he see, saw a spider. Yeah. It's just like no, it's a big fluffy animal. I mean, man. well, I don't know. If you didn't really know what that was <laughs> and you're seeing that animal for the first time, you might be I mean, like yeah. shit, it's a fucking alien. Yeah, I was going to say, corner of the eye, I'd see that, like, it's a big lump of fur, and it's like, that could be a lot of things, and a lot of those things could hurt me, so I get it. Um, well, let's, uh, let's rate the movie, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to rate it through our classic rating system. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, how many out of 15 erections do we give this movie? Yeah. Z- erections being the best, 
or 15 being the best, uh, zero erections being the worst. Um, and by best and worst, I don't mean the film necessarily. I think, you know, yeah. it's our it's our classic rating system. Yeah, it's it's you guys are familiar with it. It's 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 our fifteen erection scale. I would give this, um, I don't know, like like one, but like one really big turgid erection. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh my god, because I was I was gonna say it's not look, it, it it's not fifteen erections. No, but like. It's like one or two, like really. It's one like, painful erection. Yeah, it's like one sustained angry erection. Yeah, like the kind where yeah, you feel like if you pricked it with a needle, it would pop like a balloon. Yes, like it's it's like yeah, just a like fire a, like, hose. Yeah, like a really like yeah like swollen, like again painful, like the kind of erection you go to the doctor for. Mm-hmm. It would be alarming, like this, alarming, like this film, uh, like this yeah. film. We give this film one gigantic, alarmingly turgid erection. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel good about that. I about think so. One. Yeah, I think that yeah. accurately sums up Conan the Barbarian. Sweet. All right. Well, fuck, we did it, Tom. We sure did. Uh, I'd like to thank Norm from Cheers. Uh, you're great. Thank you so much Woo! for this task. Um, I'm so excited to keep doing these. We're going to do at least 10 of these episodes, Tom. So we got, we got a, a, a whole lot of Schwarzenegger to watch. And let me tell you, it's not hard. It's not hard, unlike the, the big erection, mm-hmm. uh, to watch uh, Schwarzenegger films and talk about them. They're great. Yeah, they're generally pretty easy. Yeah, like this is probably the least fun movie for me. Yeah. And it's still not terrible. <laughs> It still has punching a camel it and orgies. <laughs> and very slowly hacking a villainous sorcerer's head off. Yeah. Uh, so this is through our Patreon. And if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Mm. Uh, we also have Star Trek The Next Futurama, our monthly uh, exclusive podcast. Uh, We watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. We have a bunch of tiers on there that you can check out today if you you want to. Right. And you do. Now you can. It's there. Yeah. It's just waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, what what else is waiting for you is we have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gameplay Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Check it out. I don't know, man. I don't I don't I don't know what your life is. I don't know how many protracted orgies you have scheduled that will involve a gigantic uh, body part soup. Ooh. If you have an orgy, bring one of our products. Yes. I want to be more visible at orgies. I want our brand mm-hmm. to be seen at orgies. That's where we need to have our branding, I think. Yeah. Is on more I want orgies. us to be... Yeah, I want us to be like the vans of orgies. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah. when you go to the Warp Tour. Yeah. Yeah, I want people to go to orgies and be like, God, I'm sick of hearing about Gamefully Unemployed. Yeah, yeah. Josh, yeah. you guys hit the Gamefully Unemployed orgy last night? I'd be like, yeah, man. Yeah. God, yeah, we should start funding them. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk off mic about. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll iron out the endeavors. details, and we'll be, we'll be back next time to let you guys know how you can uh, franchise your own Gamefully Unemployed orgy. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. Yes. Take it easy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Australia. Australia.